Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors podcast, number 55. I am Nick Beto. I am Sean Beto. And I'm Flash. And joining us as a phone-in, uh, we've been talking about this for a while, we've got one of our partners, actually our only partner up in Canada, Connor Hatfield. What's going on, Connor? Hey guys, I see you. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, uh... Nothing much, just uh, just up in Canada. <laughs> Canada, eh? You guys still burning up there? Yeah, we are. It's uh, it was pretty smoky. Like we have uh, some um, breathing uh, advisories on the weather. Like uh, everyone, everyone's kind of coughing and everything up. So, I mean, it's easy down here today. Are are those uh, are those fires starting to diminish, or are they still going strong? I think we had five more come up again on the weekend. Oh, Perfect. Perfect. Well, why don't you, uh, I know we talked a little bit before this. Um, why don't you give a little rundown about who you are, where you're from, what you're doing, and uh, why you're here on the podcast? So, obviously, my name, my name is uh, Connor Hatfield. I uh, am a big outdoors enthusiast, and um, uh Sorry, what was the second part of that question? Just kind of uh, uh, why you're why you're here, how you got in touch with North Bros, and uh, just a little bit about yourself uh, as far as if you're going to school or what you're going to school for or anything else that you've got going on. So basically, I'm here just kind of I'm helping out North Bros, promoting uh, promoting their merchandise, basically trying to help out their company the best I can by posting outdoors content, with, whether that's hunting, fishing kind of anything involving the outdoors. Um, Currently, I'm pursuing hockey. I'm in junior hockey right now. Last year, I played in Connecticut. And uh, hopefully, I get a scholarship out of that. And then... uh, So what what position in in hockey are you? Oh, I'm a goaltender. What's your goals against average? Oh, so last year, last year was not a very good year. I uh, I didn't get to play too much. I I was kind of stuck stuck on two different teams, and it didn't really go my way. But I think the year previous, I had about a two point three, and then a nine point nine three four save percentage. I'd say that's pretty respectable. Can you hear Flash? All right. Uh yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's not bad, not bad at all. So uh, you you mentioned that you're you're kind of an outdoor enthusiast. Um, what uh, I mean, what do you what do you do? I mean, as far as hunting, fishing, four wheeling. I mean, anything anything and everything that you do outdoors up there. Uh, let's start off with your your favorite thing to do, and then just kind of take us through. Um, you know what what you do to pass the time up there in the the great the great north. Okay, so the, my favorite thing to do. That's right, a tough one. I know. It is. Uh, I've got to probably say fishing. I I try to go get out fishing as much as I can. Like we have a a trout pond, uh, trout pond, and the uh, the North Sask River or the South Sask River runs right through uh, Saskatoon. So um, I can drive five minutes and get to a pretty good spot. 
Um, and then uh, second favorite, uh, it's got to be hunting. I do a lot of hunting. I mean, last year, obviously, I'm, I was away, so I never got to do as much as I wanted to, but I uh, I try to get out as much as I can. Like, uh, during the summer, I'll go out. I'll go out looking for some coyotes or some boar. I even shoot at some, like, trash birds, if I can, with the pellet gun. Um, did, and then... Did you say did you say trash birds? Trash birds, yeah. What? So, like, uh, in the Saskatoon, anyways, or Saskatchewan, like, magpies. Do you know what a magpie is? I do not. They are black and white birds. They can get pretty big. But uh, they're they're trash birds. They kind of just they eat crab off the ground. They um, they kind of destroy farmers' land. So they're kind of you can shoot them <laughs> if you want. Is and that then, like, would that be like the like, same the same as like an osprey? Osprey is in season though. Like I, I believe you have to like have your lessons, and it's like a certain season you have to and to shoot those so it's it kind of it's probably different the hunting seasons and everything compared to the u.s yeah like, uh, you know you know what a seagull is right yep yep yeah, those are like heavily protected here in canada like if you shoot one you could you you'll get arrested you go you're going to jail if you shoot a seagull <laughs> yeah like there's a there's uh i think a kid in regina last year who shot a seagull and he got his Gun taken away, his truck, his truck got towed, and he was in jail for a bit. That that's like that's like, what happens if you shoot an eagle down here. Yeah, if you shoot an eagle, you're probably you're pretty much killed here in Canada. Oh, that well, that's good. You guys respect the eagle too, then. Yeah, yeah, and the hawk. Oh, the hawk. I suppose. Have you ever? You, you guys have a? You guys have a lot of eagles up there? or... I wouldn't say a lot, but you can definitely go out and find find a few. Um, we have quite a few hawks, though. Hawks and owls, you, you'll find quite a bit of those. You got a question, Flash? You're kind of sitting there like you were going to... I'm still stumped on the, the shooting the osprey. That There's a season on those? Because down here, there's no season on those whatsoever. Yeah, I can check my uh, hunting app here. I can let you know. I'm not sure. I've never gone for ospreys. So I don't know particularly. So are you, uh, you said you like hunting. Are you, I mean, are you, like down here we've got, we've got waterfowl hunting. So ducks and geese, and then we've got pheasant, and then people. Upland birds, so like grouse, pheasant, um, like those types of, I think that's pretty much all for the upland. Oh, woodcock and snipe, you can hunt those as well. Uh, I think that's it for Upland Bird. So do you guys have those same, uh, this is probably a, I probably got people listening that are going to call me an idiot after I ask this, but you guys got, you guys got waterfall seasons and stuff, such like that up there? Yeah, like we have, we have the ducks, obviously, um, ring, ringneck pheasants, uh, ruffed grouse, um, snipe, um, uh, like snow geese, white geese, Canada geese, um, just that kind of stuff for the birds. And then there's there's a few things you can shoot 
year round. I don't think any of them are birds. No, uh, no, no birds. So what? But, what is your Flash, when does our waterfall season generally start? It's in August, isn't it? Uh, no, like September, it's early September. September. Mid, mid to early September is when we start waterfall down here. And then it ends? Uh, no, November, late November. So we go September to November. What uh, What are your waterfall seasons run up there? Are you around the same time or are you guys later? I'd imagine it'd be later. September, it's like start of September to the middle of December. Okay, so you guys run a little bit later. And then geese... Uh, I think we get an extra month. Okay. And then, uh, like, you, snow geese and white geese, uh, you can actually... There's a season open right now for them until June 15th. The spring season, yep. So, so down here, it's a little bit like a month ahead of that, that it's like in April. May to April is when we have our, our spring goose season down here for snow geese, light geese. Oh. Okay, and uh, what about for bear? Do you have a bear season open? That's that's in the summertime. Um, I'd have to check on the exact dates, but it's like late summer to early fall is our bear season. And I've never I've never gone bear hunting. I don't know if you have. I haven't. My my dad used to when he was a kid, but uh, I'd like to. We we got bear down on our deer hunting property that we have that we'd like to hunt, but we just never get the time. What about you, Connor? Okay. What, what do you do for do you, do you go bear hunting a lot, or what's your seasons? What do your seasons look like for bear up there? I personally never gone for bear. I would love to though, and uh, the seasons actually go. We have like a, a early early spring season where the when the snow is like just about melted, it opens up and it goes for about like two months or so, and then we also have a fall season just before the snow hits. So you guys have two bear it's seasons. Kind of because I feel like the bears coming out of hibernation would be kind of skinny, but I mean. So do you have to, uh, like, what is how does how does it work for a bear up there? Are you guys like lottery, or is it over the counter tags, or how does how does it work up there for? So say say this coming season you want to go bear hunting, um, can you do rifle or bow, and how do you go about uh, getting your getting your tags? So for bear, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, so there's no draw for it. You can just go buy a tag. And there's something called like a first bear tag and a second bear tag. So I'm not totally sure, but um, the first bear tag, you can hunt, I believe, in any zone. Some zones have different restrictions than others. And then after you shoot your first bear tag, you could... Um, buy a second bear tag, but the second bear tag is only limited to certain zones. Because um, there's like, I don't even know how many zones. There's so many zones in Saskatchewan. Um, so your second tag but, is, is going to be tougher to fill than your first tag? Or, or what do you think their uh, their thought process is behind that? Trying not to affect the population too much in one spot? Or... Uh, I'd I'd assume it'd probably be pretty hard to fill your second tag. It's probably in a spot where there's like pretty much no bears. That's why they offer you the second bear tag. And you but can get you can get two every year. Two every year, yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. 
That's like yeah. uh, in North Dakota here, you can get your big three, and that is your moose, your elk, and your nope sheep. Your bighorn sheep, and that's the big three because you only you can apply. There's there's a lottery system for them, but there's no point system for them. So mm-hmm. just because you apply doesn't mean that you're gonna get it. And I, I've heard I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard that your first time applying, you have a higher rate than you have a better success rate than guys that have been applying for years. But like how deer work excuse me, how deer work down here is you, you can apply and if you don't get a tag, you get what's called a preference point. But for the big three in North Dakota, you, there are no preference points. It's, uh, it's pretty much, you know, everybody that goes on the pot has an equal chance of drawing. And then once you draw, you can't draw again. So it's kind of cool that you can kind of cool that you can get two bear, bear tags every year up there. But it's not the same thing for any, every other animal. Like, uh, you're talking about, like, you're drawing everything. We, in Canada, we have a different system. So we have, like, pools. So um, I believe the first time you enter, you get put into pool D. And then every year that you keep applying, you move up. So you'd go, if you didn't get drawn in pool D, then you move up to pool C, which is pool C is a bit better chance than pool D. But per, let's say you get drawn in pool C, then you get dropped down to pool D again the next year. And then um, you go to pool D, pool C, pool B, and then you go to something called super A. And then if you don't get drawn for 10 consecutive years in super A, then it, you get put into, I believe it's called legendary draw, where you automatically get drawn for that animal. So it takes 10 years to guarantee yourself a tag. Well, more like 13, 13, 14, something like that, because you'd have to be go from D to Super A. And, and then, then your 10, 10, yeah, your 10 years doesn't start until you get into Super A. Yeah, you have to be 10 years in Super A. Like my, it's called Legacy, Legacy Draw. And my dad got drawn last year for Moose because he was in Legacy Pool because he got, it was his, was he uh, successful on his on his moose hunt? He did. He shot he shot a cow in like the first, on the first day. Well, first day probably probably not much of a story there. But you want to jump in and, and kind of I'm assuming you were a part of that. You want to want to elaborate on on the successful moose hunt that took him ten years to get. So I was actually in, in Connecticut. So I never or I was in Red Lake, Ontario. Sorry. So I never got to see it, but he told me he kind of just, we have this land, this like public land kind of thing that we, uh, he checked out. I, I think it was the first time he ever went there and, uh, he was just walking through the trees, uh, saw a cow moose stick her head up and he just took a shot because, uh, he didn't, he, he hunts for meat. He's, he does not care about antlers. So he took the first moose he basically saw. So, huh? That, what? What? Uh, what, really? what? Sorry, I walked over you there. Go ahead. Oh no, I was done. I was done talking. Oh, so what? What was his uh, weapon of choice for a moose, and how how far of a shot was that? I mean, I mean, to me, you got to kind of up your caliber a little bit if you're going after a big game animal like that. 
he was using his seven millimeter and uh, yardage. I think he said it was pretty close, so I'd assume in between a hundred and two hundred yards, something like that. So I'm I'm, I'm assuming it kind, of kind of just jumped up on him, almost kind of thing. I'm assuming that 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 was a, a pack out situation where you couldn't get a vehicle up to it, and even if you could, how are you going to lift a a fully grown moose into a pickup box? I mean, how was it a is is most of your big game stuff up there? Is it is a lot of it a lot of it pack out style hunting or? So, uh, normally we can drive in, but where he was, he was like he was quite far off the road, and he was by himself. So he had to cut the moose up into quarters and then pack it out and carry it himself out into like rolling hills. In like, he told me it was awful. <laughs> and he, yeah, it, it took him a couple hours to get it all out. And then he had to hang it in the shed by himself at home because my mom and my sister don't hunt or anything. So they wouldn't, they don't know. Right. 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 Yeah, and being being by yourself, that's you know it, it's cool to uh, to go out and and I've never done it. I mean, I, I tree stand hunt here in North Dakota, and I I go out by myself. But uh, I mean, uh, when it comes to you know all the big game stuff that we have around here, a lot of guys they'll go out west or they'll go down to Colorado or they'll they'll go somewhere like that. And it's uh, it's like. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when you're by yourself, I mean, you, you automatically double the work, at least double the work. I mean, in that case, I'm sure it took him, I would assume, what, three or four trips back out to the truck to get him all, or get her all, all packed out of there? Yeah, it took him quite a while, and um, it uh, definitely took a toll on his body, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what moving moving farther into the, uh, the, I know you said your favorite thing was, was fishing, but we'll get into that. Uh, do you guys do any bow hunting up there or is it primarily rifle or? Uh, so me personally, I've, uh, never gone bow hunting, but there are quite a few people that I know that do bow hunt. Like, uh, I work at a, at a place, um, just outside of Saskatoon and my boss actually has a tree stand like a minute from our trailer, our main trailer where we work. And he oh. has like a stand and bait set up in there. Nice. Um, so he 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 bow hunts in there because the guy who owns the whole property kind of thing. Because it's we work like around houses, so we can't really shoot rifles. So he said you can bow hunt, and he he bow hunts whitetail there. So what do you what do you do for work then? I work construction. Like I'm a I'm a construction laborer. Um. I kind of just help out all the uh, all the carpenters. Sweet, kind of kind of fit in with uh, with the rest of us. Most of us are electricians, and then Sean's a Sean's a police officer. And I'm okay, trying. Cool. He's a little preoccupied over there. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, he's... I'm distracted scrolling through Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Look at that marketplace. That's a dangerous thing. <laughs> Got to try and find a machine. <laughs> Too many good offers on that website. <laughs> Don't get it. Connor knows. He's like, yeah, that's a bad place. <laughs> so what... Uh, if... buddy... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. My buddy actually bought a pressure washer while we were working from Facebook Marketplace. So, Hey, it's convenient. 
You name he it, did, it's he on there. So. Of a deal too, so. Was it stolen? Uh, I hope not. He said he was like an older man just trying to clear out his garage, so I assume not. There we go. Hof- hopefully not. <laughs> so what, uh, if I were to ask you your favorite, well, actually I got a couple questions here. First off, what have you, what are your, uh, what do you look forward to hunting every year? Like, like going into a hunting season, um, how many tags are you going into to a new, like a fresh hunting season with? So, um, here in Canada, you can buy a whitetail tag. Um, as a youth, I believe 18 and under, you can buy a, a package deal, which is like uh, 40 bucks and you get your bird's license and a whitetail tag, either sex. So um, that's like the sportsman's tag for Minnesota. Sorry, what was that? It's like a sportsman's tag in Minnesota for like anybody, any adult. You buy a sportsman's license, you get your your bird upland game and, and waterfall and then your angling license license your fishing license oh okay yeah we don't have anything like that here you have to buy your angling license separately well, i know north dakota your combination license which gives you hunting fishing your fur bear and then small game i want to say yeah it, it your your combination license here in north dakota will like sean said it'll give you your your small game your general game and your fishing license but it does not include any of the tags. So you're good to okay. go for like pheasant hunting. And then if you want to do waterfowl, you can buy the, the waterfowl stamp. Oh. But you. So those, are all se- those are all separate licenses for waterfowl and upland birds. That's what it is for you guys? No, it's not. I, is that what you're saying about where, you, where you're from? So if you buy the combination license. Uh, you you can automatically hunt like grouse and pheasant and stuff like that. But if you want to yeah. go for waterfowl, you have to buy your federal waterfowl stamp. So it's kind of wrapped in with it, but there's an extra step that you have to take to be able to uh, go after waterfowl. Okay. Yeah, we just buy our bird license for like, I don't know, 15 bucks and we get everything. Oh, nice. Nice. You see the combination. I want to say is fifty in the U.S. here. Yeah, it's it's fifty bucks here in the North, U.S. North Dakota, for, I guess, for a resident in North Dakota to get your combination license. Oh, I might be wrong. I think it's fifteen because I'm not nineteen yet. Oh, gotcha. I think I'm still considered for the youth license. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Take advantage of it while you can. Oh, no kidding. So yeah, going going so, into your um, your fresh hunting season, how many tags on a on an average year? Or let, let's just use this year as an example. What uh, what are you gonna be doing as far as hunts and, and and whatnot? We'll get into fishing after we're done talking about the hunts. Okay, so um, obviously I'm playing hockey still, so I'm not really home during the winter, so I can't hunt um, for deer. Unless I end up in Canada somewhere, like uh, Western Canada. Um, but I'll, I'll give uh, last year as an example, because I was home last year. I ended up getting a draw. I get I got drawn for female uh, mule deer, either sex, uh, either sex mule deer, and then I got, I just bought a white tail tag as well. So it's, it's really random. Like, 
you can buy tags, but you can only use bow if you buy them and not get drawn for them. Like some t- some years, like I have my one buddy who he put in the draw for five years and hasn't gotten drawn for a single thing. So he just had to go for whitetail only. So I can't really like um, kind of pick what I want to go for. I put in for basically, I think we put in for everything, but it's just the luck of the draw and what zones are given how many tags. But you're guaranteed a whitetail tag every year? Yes, because you could buy it. Yeah. Sounds like Minnesota buying it. Else you have to get drawn for, like to hunt with a rifle. It sounds like Minnesota, you can buy a, a over-the-counter tag if you're a resident and non-resident can buy over-the-counter tags, but you have to buy it for a zone in Minnesota and hunt that zone. So it sounds like your whitetail is pretty similar to Minnesota. Um, it's just, the, the draw here, here is kind of weird. Like we have a lot of overpopulation in certain areas and they just kind of ignore it. And now we're having like a big spread of CWD get everywhere. So now they're opening up more tags, right? Um, to try to eliminate that and put a damper on populations. But I don't know, like the draw system here is kind of, kind of whatever. Well, that's cool. It's interesting that because in North Dakota, you have to apply for your rifle tag. But as of right now, you're guaranteed a bow tag. And that'll work for either sex, mule deer, or whitetail. And you can use it as long as you're a resident. I don't know how the non-resident stuff works. But as long as you're a resident, you can use it anywhere in the state. Okay. Yeah, um, you can, like I said, you can buy a mule deer tag in certain zones, um, and you'll get, um, you can buy an either sex tag, but it will, it's bow only. Like, you can't buy a tag or rifle, like, without it being drawn. I gotcha. Sweet. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I gotcha. So that's kind of, uh, and, and like we said at the beginning, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna have you back on, um. Probably in these in these seasons, but uh, so jumping over to fishing, which you said was your your uh, your favorite thing to do, and I, I have seen some of the pictures of the the quality of fish that you guys uh, pull out of the water up there. So what? Uh, I mean, how'd you get into fishing? Where? What do you like to go fishing for? I mean, favorite fish to catch, and then uh, I was gonna ask if you guys do um, do how much ice fishing you guys do up there? Okay, so um, I actually got into fishing. Like, my, my dad's from The Rock, so, like, Newfoundland. Um, so he's done whole life um, in the ocean. So he's he's done fishing my entire life. He kind of got me started into it, I'd like to say. But I can't remember, but um, I've always wanted to fish the river. Like, it was three years ago. I didn't know much about fishing. And one of my buddies did, and he decided he took me out one day with uh, with one of my other buddies, and I just like I fell in love with it. I just was always going, and those are actually the three guys I was telling you about like a month ago. Um, the guys I always go fishing with, like Rylan and Spencer. Is, is and Spencer then, uh, is Spencer the one that used to be the guide? 
Yeah, he. I think he quit this year or something because now he's he's now doing a trade. He's like a heavy duty mechanic, I believe. Because I saw his Instagram, and yeah, he's he's got he that guy knows how to catch a fish. <laughs> he all of my spots on Lake Diefenbaker are from him. He I don't know how he does it, but he spent so much time on the water. He can take you to basically any lake around here, and he can find you some fish. <laughs> and what? Uh, down here, you know, the the prize fish is your walleye is by far the the most popular, most and, targeted. Yeah, most targeted, and then second to that, I would what, what, Flash. What would you put a second to walleye? You got your bass Food. guys. You got your northern guys. Yep, yeah, uh, northern bass. Musky. Um, Musky is a very small percentage. That's a fish of a thousand cast. Um, then you get into panfish, which I think more guys would target northern and bass over panfish. And then you've got sturgeon as well, which I've seen some pictures of you guys catching sturgeon. So where would you rank, um, or what would your top, let's just go, what did we just do, five? What are your top five fish uh, that that are mostly targeted in Canada and what you and your buddies personally like to go after? Okay. So first of all, I'd like to say uh, when you talk, when people talk about northerns here in Canada, um, I think there's I don't know what started it, but every time you talk to someone about like who keeps let, pike, let I me take it. Let me take I a guess. Like pike, it's always a stereotype. They're like, "Oh, we leave the pike in here so all the Americans can come and catch them." Like <laughs> I, I don't know. They're like, "Oh, all the Americans love to eat pike." Like, I thought you were going to call them snot rockets, because that's what we call them. <laughs> yeah, some people do. Some people do. But uh, I, don't, I don't know what the stereotype is. Personally, I think pike tastes fine. But uh, the, anyway, only reason, the, the only reason oh, I don't sorry. personally keep them is because I'm not good enough at getting the Y-bones out. Those pesky Y-bones are a pain. So they've got so many bones. <laughs> and I've, I've heard that if you pickle them, it's actually easier... You know, you just pickle them, and then eventually those bones just disintegrate, and then it's, you know, it's easy eating. There's no bones in there or nothing. Oh, oh really? I didn't, I've never heard that. Yep, that's the best way to eat a pike down here. That's funny. Oh. I've, all those, all those Americans, all the Americans want to come up and catch our pike. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea why that rumor started, but. Hey, we'll yeah, take it. Uh, you, if you guys don't want to catch them and let them get big, we'll come. We'll gladly come up and catch them. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what's your what's your rank as far? I, I want. I would like what your opinion on what the average Canadian likes to go for, and then your personal top five. So two lists of top five: the Canada top five and the Connor and Company top five. Okay. Um. So, uh, definitely number one for Canada is walleye. Um, I think it's just kind of a well-known thing. People will say, oh, I'm going to go get some fish to eat. They're going out to catch some walleye. That's, that's for sure. Um, number two for Canada would have to be, I'd say perch, because people compare perch to walleye, just smaller walleye. They kind of taste the same. I can't believe I forgot um, perch in, in, in our list. I would put perch, yeah, in the same spot. I would say second to walleye. More in the winter than the summer, 
I think they're you can still catch them in the summer, but they're a little bit more difficult to find. But in the winter, yeah. definitely, definitely perch. But perch definitely make the top five. There's an awesome perch lake for ice fishing, like 30 minutes from my house. Like, you can go out and catch 100 in a day. It's just, it's crazy. <laughs> Any, what, um, what are, what's the size like on them? Um, there are quite a few small ones, but uh, I have seen some 13 inches pulled out of there. So That's a big perch. That is a big perch, yeah. Um, I think I, yes. I showed you the one I caught, like, the last day of ice season. I caught, like, a 12-and-a-half-incher at the Dean Baker. Yeah, Flash just pulled up a picture on your it's Instagram. Yeah, and that's uh, that's your 12-and-a-half-incher that you, you pulled out, and you're, you're sitting there on the ice with it in your hands. That's a nice-looking fish. Yeah. I don't I still don't know how to pose with them, though, because they're, they're too small to, like, <laughs> pose like an actual big fish. They're, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, I feel you. It's tough. That that that's a nice looking fish, though. That's a nice pose too. I think for a perch. Yeah. So that's then, number number two was perch. That was number two. Yeah. So number three for Canada. Ooh. I hear people people who catch the odd rainbow trout, like a good sized rainbow trout, they they tend to enjoy it. Um. Same with the uh, burbot. You'll so I probably put those those two as like three and four. Like they could go either way, but bur- like burbot, I think you do. You guys call them eel pout. Yep. Yep. Um, they they're known. They're like comparable to like the freshwater cod, I believe. Something like that. Poor man's lobster. <laughs> yeah, and eel pout kind of falls. Eel pout and trout. Uh, well, eel pout I would say is more common for guys to fish for than uh, yeah. than than the trout, but that 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 kind of falls under the same class down here as, as sturgeon, where it's it's you know you, you kind of got to set out to target them, and I'm I'm leaning more towards the trout than the eel pout, but th- those are also I mean those didn't even make our top five because the guys that go out for them they're they're all in on those fish. And they they do find them. I mean, they'll they'll find them around here. But yeah, that's cool. So there, that's on. That, that's cool that it made the list for up there. But I'm I'm guessing Pike's not going to be number five. Probably not. I mean, people will eat them because they're probably one of the easiest fish to catch because they're kind of they're kind of dumb. Um, I I think I definitely have to put at number five, suckerfish. Um. We have a lot of uh, population from the the Philippines, and um, obviously where they're from, they eat a lot of suckers, carp, whatever else, right? And um, you could you go to like Beef and Baker, and the bank will be full of people just catching suckers and eating them. Normally, if I catch them, I'm throwing them back. Personally, I think they're kind of gross, but. Sucker is probably number five just because there is that huge population that do keep them. There's no limit on them either because they are considered a trash fish. Yep, down here they're considered a rough fish, the carp suckers. And, and we actually let people shoot them with bulls down here. They they let them fly. You can take as many as you want. I've seen many pickup loads of fish pulled out from bow fishing them down here. I don't know if you guys can bow okay. fish them up there. I don't think bow fishing is allowed here. Um, so that's the Canada. Yeah. That's the Canada list. 
What is the Connor and Company list? Okay. Number one. I'd have to say... I'll put... Oh. I lost him. Let me see if I can get him back on here. I think he had enough. Yeah, he, he didn't want to talk <laughs> to us done. anymore. Sounded like a loss of signal beep. Hello? Oh, there I got you back. I lost you there. You were gonna you were gonna say you're not What's that? Sorry, yeah, just the phone call just ended somehow. It just like cancelled or whatever. Oh. I gotcha. See I think we were you were gonna say you're uh your f- number one. Uh, I'd have to probably say my number one would be Eel Pelt. Um, I, it's kind of a joke between me and my buddies. We kind of just make, we make fun. We'll be like, oh, we're going out for bourbon. But, <laughs> uh, when I, when I, I, I keep pretty much everyone I catch, unless I catch a big one, obviously I let that one go. But I personally, I love the, the taste. Um, so wh- what is, what is a, to- what is a big, big bourbon for, because I haven't, I've never actually caught one. Oh, okay. So, Burbit can actually get to about 25, 30 pounds, I believe. Like, they can get huge and they get fat and ugly. I'll so, tell you that. So, what's, what's, what's the length? If you, were to, if you were to put an average, average length on a big one, what would you, what's a, what's a big one? Um, in inches. <laughs> I, yeah, in inches. Um, I have to say, if you were gonna catch a really, really, really big one, I'd say it could probably get around forty to forty-five inches. Yeah, that's big. Jacob, our buddy Jacob, who's not here, he's he's farming, so he's out in the field right now. But he caught one this last year, and I want to say his was a twenty-seven, and we thought that that was. And then that's a that's a respectable burbot, but that was the first one he ever caught, and he was pretty pretty excited about it. But yeah, that was a twenty seven incher, and we thought that it was pretty big. Yeah, um, do you guys know who the fishing geeks are? I do not. Neither do I. They're like one of the top angling uh, YouTubers uh, slash like influencers in Canada. They're actually my my buddy Ryland's neighbor. So um, they they give him free rods and stuff. They moved like recently, but they invite him over for supper. And anyways, um, they hold the record for the biggest bourbon in history or in whatever. And they also hold the biggest rainbow trout ever. They caught a forty eight pound rainbow trout in Lake Even Bigger. Yeah, we just uh, Flash just pulled them up on YouTube. We're definitely going to uh, gonna check those guys out. That's kind of cool. So you know those guys? I personally, I've never met them, but my buddy's neighbors, like he's he knows them. They take him fishing sometimes for free, and they usually charge. <laughs> so because they've got like a business going. If you just search up "fishing geeks burbot," you'll the first picture will show up. Sean Conrad is holding it. It is huge. Sounds like we're going to have to do some more podcasts and you're going to have to get some of your buddies involved. 
yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Spencer uh, would would love to be on one of these. You know, this is going to be farther on down the road, but uh, we might have to do a North Bros fishing trip, and we're going to have to get some passports and come up and go ice fishing with you guys, so you can show us where all those annoying uh-huh. pike are. Where all the annoying what are? All the annoying northern. Oh, I've got some pretty good pike spots that we can go. Um, I mean, you probably wouldn't want to eat them. Like, I can, we can get some. It was like two years ago. We were pulling out like two forty inches a day. I would throw them back. I just want to catch them. I think that'd be a blast. And just to come up there and hang out with you guys and kind of see the the Canada way of fishing would be awesome. Barbless hooks too. That'd be a game changer. I think we have less lines. Probably be more fun to catch have, but it's still it's still still a blast if the fishing is good. Like this year, uh, tip up fishing and where I'm from, anyways, was awful. I didn't catch a single fish on a tip up. Um, I like I caught like a 27 inch walleye because um, our our auger actually broke. Like it broke down, it wasn't working, and they went to go grab a part, and I stayed in the shack to make sure no one stole it. Um, and I hand drilled a hole through about two feet of ice, and then I just put my my hook down quick, and I I caught a twenty seven inch walleye. <laughs> See, that's a oh, big walleye. My my personal best walleye is only a twenty three and a half, and that came out of a uh, out of the river in the springtime. I mean, you would have had me beat before the ice season i have the worst luck when i go with those guys they tend to always catch the big ones and i catch all the little ones um except for sturgeon i every time i've gone for sturgeon with them i've caught a big sturgeon so you so number one was eel pout did did you get to number two yet oh no i guess we got off track my bad no Uh, you're good we we tend to do that on this podcast (laughs) so Number two, I, I think I got to put walleye. I think if you catch a good-sized walleye, you're keeping it pretty much every time, right? Um, it's kind of a – it's kind of just like a, a fish people go to, to eat. It's, it's very common. Um, and then number three, I would put – Rainbow trout, um, or wait, I I put smoked whitefish, smoked whitefish. That's an that's an I interesting one. Really Sorry, what was that? I said that that's kind of an interesting one. Yeah, like whitefish are always they're always tricky to catch, but um, if you do end up landing one and you smoke it good it they come out tasting awesome what's um, your uh do you guys have anything like uh like slot limits or anything like that uh some lakes have certain slot limits but there are like the uh certain uh like i don't know the word uh number of fish you can catch i guess of each each fish i think if you're gonna catch a pike, I think you can keep you can keep five pike a person, and only one of them can exceed like thirty five inches or something. So it's not nothing like like one per crazy, person or one. 
You can keep so, for example, I catch five pike. Um, I can keep I can keep one forty-five inch pike and then kept keep four twenty inches, and that's legal. And so that's the same for every person, then. Yeah. So if you have four people on a boat, you can bring home twenty pike. <laughs> and four of them can be over forty inches. You said. Well, it's something I don't know the exact number. Sure. But sure. It's like thirty-five something. So what's I your what's your uh, number five four five number four three I think I'm number I'm on number four yeah number four um I would say I have to say probably perch I I fishing I'll keep I'll keep my limit which is like twenty five. And uh, they'll make a good fry. And cool. they, all, they always end up tasting really good. Oh, yeah, they're so good. I, I really like eating perch. That's Perch and walleye are my two favorites to eat. And I'll probably catch some heat for this, but yeah. I think the perch are actually better than the walleye. I would have to agree with you. Perch are better than walleye, you said? In my opinion. I, I mean, I, they're, they're very, very close. But if I had to pick one... I mean, I'd rather catch walleyes all day long, but if I can, you know, if I'm if I'm having to pick between the two, I would rather eat perch than than walleye. But walleye is right there next to it. It's not. It's just kind of one of those things that I think it's a little bit better. I think that if perch were a bit bigger, people would prefer perch over walleye because it's just they're so small that people are like, oh, it's too hard to fill it, right? Yeah, and that's true. That's that that's that's a good point. And so, then uh, number five, I'll put snot rockets. Because um, personally, I haven't had too many different types of fish. Like I've had, I've had plenty of salt water. I've had plenty of fresh water. But like mainly, those are the five fish I'm keeping. And uh, pike, I, I never have any complaints. My dad's really good at filleting them. Like we never get any bones when we deep fry them. So. I'd probably have to say Pike number five. Well, there we go. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to see a you know a different perspective from uh, from a Canadian. You know the, what you guys like to go after and whatnot. So getting into a little bit of ice fishing, what uh, what okay. what are you guys running for for augers up there? And do you guys have you know when 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 it gets late season down here, we've got close to three feet of ice. I would imagine it gets to a point up there where you guys are you're more ice than that and are you having to use extensions halfway through the year or how does how does your uh basically yeah how, how do your augers hold up with with how much ice you've got you guys have got to go through up there so uh it totally it totally depends on the year like i've been lucky um where I, i'm more south um decent baker's like pretty south of saskatchewan so um I can, like, the last day of ice that we were fishing, um, I could get my whole auger down the hole, but it was, like, touching the bait part. Like, it, it couldn't go any deeper. What do you um, guys, what do you run for augers? Uh, like, like the whole size? Oh, the whole size, and then, like, are you using, like, the light flight or the, the, the old-fashioned jiffy gas augers? Because I know a lot of, most of the guys that we fish with, we've all transferred over to either 
there's a handful of us with ions. There's some of us with the Strike Master 40 volt, and then there's some of us that just have the the light flight that you attach onto a DeWalt or a Milwaukee drill. Oh yeah, um, we ha- so this is a bit of a story, but so first we bought a drill adapter bit for an auger, an eight inch auger, and uh, after about a month, the ice was too thick and the drill would die before we got two holes. You using so a Milwaukee? We st- Pardon me? Are you using a Milwaukee? We're DeWalt fans, so we, we we don't have to worry about our batteries dying. No, DeWalt. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's also minus 40, so. Oh, that, that, that makes a difference. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we switched to a hand auger, but after three holes going two feet, you're uh, pretty much done drilling holes for the day. <laughs> So, so you're not doing uh, much moving around. We ended around, up man. buying a good old Jiffy, and uh, like a month into having it, it had a lot of problems. So we had to bring it into the shop because, like, after like a few holes, it would start to smoke and spit oil. Like it was, it was awful. So we had to we had to bring that in, get it repaired. It's been fine ever since. Like we've had it for we used it all last ice season, and it was it worked perfect. But we got a ten inch bit on that a gas and uh that's what we're running for augers right now and then my buddy rylan has an eight inch ion battery one and that one's so light and so nice but expensive as yeah. you probably know yeah i suppose the uh, the cold i didn't i didn't ever i didn't think of that i mean even mine down here you know we'll go out when it's i kind of draw the line at, at i think 30 below is where i won't go out just because i don't want to put my equipment through the through the stress and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the cold, you know, even when it's 10 below, I have to put my batteries in my, in my bibs so they stay warm enough to use, because otherwise, yeah, you'll get halfway through a hole, and your auger will just stop. Yeah, yeah, um, we've had, uh, what was I gonna say, um, like, normally I don't go in minus 40, I've gone maybe twice in minus 40, and one of those times, my foot went down the hole, so I had a miserable day. Um, uh, but generally, in like late December, um, you're not going to get any temperature warmer than like minus 25. So it's you got to kind of pick. You're like, oh, it's minus 25 today. It's a warm day. Let's go. Does it say on minus 25 is is warm? Well, it's not it's not warm, but it's warm for late December typically. Right, right, yeah, it's I mean, it's not warm, but it's odd times we'll get like a minus fifteen day, but it's mainly pretty cold. Are you guys when you say minus fifteen? Are you Celsius? Uh, yes, I believe because you guys are Fahrenheit. Because you guys would you guys just like uh, I believe because I I played in the U.S. right, and they all use different temperatures and everything than me and i still have it confused what is Um, the so what is what is say because when i was referencing 30 below i'm saying fahrenheit so what is what is minus 45 celsius in fahrenheit flash do a google search for me um oh i'm on it too uh i'll do 40 celsius to fahrenheit 
negative 15 degrees Celsius is 5 degrees Fahrenheit. <clears throat> so f- negative 40 degrees Celsius. Let's see. Negative 40 is negative 40. That It gets... Once it's you hit negative forty, it's negative forty either way. Yeah, once you get that cold, it is it's about the same. So okay, negative thirty degrees Celsius is negative twenty-two degrees Fahrenheit. Either way, it's pretty much as cold as uh, your fingers are gonna freeze off if you hold them outside for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, cold is cold. It does once you get down to that cold, it doesn't matter. I mean, the wind is is a bigger factor. So what 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 uh, what's yeah. your average ice? You know, say you get into January, February. What is your uh, what is your late season ice looking like? Like uh, the ice quality or the ice thickness? Uh, well, both, I guess, because I know around here, you know, they the uh, the date that you have to have your wheelhouses off is March. 14th or 15th something like that and then after that you can still ice fish in north dakota minnesota season closes february 28th for game fish but pan fish remains open um but in north dakota you can as long you can still drive your wheelhouse out it's just if there's you can't leave it unattended after like the 15th of march and by that time this year for example i mean it was we had 36 inches of ice but we also had, you know, 30 inches of snow on top of that ice. So it was, if you didn't have a snow snowmobile, you weren't getting around anywhere. But the ice quality no. was good. It's just we had so much snow this year. But, yeah, what? so for thickness and whatnot, what are, what are you guys looking at up there? And do you have, do you fight the snow a lot? Or is it pretty nonchalant, you know, easy to get around? It totally depends on the year. Like, this year, we drove out. We were on the ice, like, the third last day of ice season in the truck, like, driving um, in one of the bays. Like, we even drove over, like, a pretty big open part of the lake. Like, not open, but, like, not in a bay. Um, And then uh, the quality is all right. Uh, Normally, like, last year, the ice was starting to, like, get, kind of looked like little crystals so it was kind of like getting kind of sketchy like honeycomb like um, yeah honeycombed um but it, it's still at least like i'd say probably a good three inches of sorry not uh three feet of ice um by that time as well like in Diefenbaker anyways once you get up north though like uh larange area people are putting on auger extensions going through six feet of ice like it's crazy up north so now you know this time of year all of our ice is gone are you guys still finding ice on some of your little lakes and stuff around there are you guys all opened up as well so uh where i was at the lake this weekend it was completely open but uh candle lake which is a few hours away from where i live last weekend and we've had like some plus we had plus 30 the other day um it still had ice on it. So it's, you guys are kind of, you're, you're starting to open up, just not fully open yet. Some lakes are completely open, 
some lakes aren't. Like, Candle Lake is pretty big, and it's still got some ice on it. Um, I gotcha. But I think most lakes are opened up now. Like, we've had some plus 30 days. Right now, is actually, like, the weather's brutal. It's a thunderstorm outside. Um, and it's, it's, like, it was, like, 45K gust today. But it was warm, so it was weird. So... So you so know. so when you said you had plus thirty, we just t- punched it in. That's eighty four degrees for us. Eighty six or eighty six yeah, degrees. Like that that's hot. Yeah. No thanks. It is hot. <laughs> we've had that. We've had that a few times, and it's only spring. And in the summer, it gets brutal. Um, it'll be like a week straight of plus plus thirty or so. Like, we have the weirdest weather changes probably anywhere in the world. Like, it's so hot, and then it gets so cold. So you guys you guys hit you guys hit 100 degrees Fahrenheit. 100 degrees Fahrenheit is what in Celsius? Uh, plus, or... 40. Plus 40. Not regularly, but we have hit plus 40, yes. Ah, oh, man, that's just, just warm. One one more thing I wanted to bring up here before we we do our little ending segments here and and, and get you out of here. Um, okay. Your your dad's mule deer that you sent me the sheds of, or or was it the sheds that you sent me of it a, a while back, or was it just, it the, was just it was the top skull, the top skull of it? Yeah. So you got a you got a story behind that guy because that's a that's a pretty impressive uh, impressive mule deer. So. I was at, I was probably like three years old when he shot that, so I uh, I don't know the whole story, but he's he's told me he told me like roughly roughly some kind of little details. So he was actually walking in the Dundurn pasture, about forty five minutes away from where I live. Uh, he was walking like all day. He had the truck parked uh, outside the pasture. He was walking up and down hills and whatever else. And on his way back to the truck, like, he was close to the truck. He looks over, and this huge deer is just walking straight towards him um, in this little path kind of thing. And uh, he didn't really hesitate, and he kind of just shot. Um, It was with a muzzleloader as well, so it was pretty close. It was probably 100 yards. Um, And then his story goes on he said he tracks it for about an hour like he's behind it and the deer is falling against trees like like about to tip over rubbing against trees just but it keeps going like it's an old deer doesn't want to go down right and then eventually eventually it does um pass but it's i think it's a pretty cool story like he spent that whole time tracking it seeing it fall against all those trees and everything like it, it'd be something to see oh for sure and it's we've talked about it before it's it's uh it's crazy the uh the will that those things have to live you know when, when they get shot oh, yeah. they don't they don't go down easy <laughs> no they do not so uh our our new segments here and eventually i'll get to the point where i don't have to announce these segments but uh the first one is the north bros tip of the week so i'm gonna have you whether you do ice fishing with the batteries and the cold like you were talking or hunting or whatever shed hunting anything you want 
what would your tip of the week or what is your tip that either happened to you or you found out the hard way or you just you know a little trick or tip that you picked up what would your tip be i've got an awesome tip for you and first thing that came to my head always bring toilet paper that's, that's a, good a good one that's a good one <laughs> that's very good you never know and i can tell you from experience ice fishing even hunting you just never know that's a very good tip. I, I think, think that, I'm going to have to add some into my, my pack. That might be the, the best tip that we've gotten so far. Every single time I go fishing, I have a, ro- a whole roll of toilet paper in my bag. <laughs> Every time. You know, now that I think about it, yeah, I've had instances where it's like, uh-oh, like, we're in trouble. <laughs> we gotta we got to squeeze it off or, or do or you sacrifice a sock or something. Or a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm been there done that normally if i don't i'll have leaves but i've learned that you toilet paper is just you need it and it doesn't take too much room you can even just like take off a few pieces of it put it in a little ziploc bag just to have it that's a really good idea i like that one i'm surprised that one hasn't gotten said yet yeah me either and i really you don't even really think about it most of the time though no no you don't i actually have some of my deer hunting pack so all right well that's a good one (laughs) Our other, our other segment that we end with is a round table, off the wall question, and everybody. So if I ask a question, it'll go around to everybody, and then I answer it myself. Um, so, Connor, do you want to start it, or do you want me to have one of these other guys start it off? Like, so I ask a question, you guys answer, and then I, I, I can answer start after. Yeah, we'll, we'll let we'll let Sean go first here. So if you had to sacrifice. Yeah, go ahead. One body part, what would it be and why? Ooh. Flash, you answer first. One, just body part? Body part, yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, you go ahead. I'll I'll give up a kidney. All right. All right. Why? You only need one. That's true. Sorry, what was the question? If I could lose one body part, what would it be? Yep, if if you had to sacrifice one body part, what would it be? And you can go. It's your turn, Connor. Okay. Um, I'd have to say my, I don't even know what this is called. Like my second last toe to the right. (laughs) (laughs) His his ring toe. His ring toe on the right side. Why the right side over the left side? Well, I mean... It doesn't have to. It could be either leg. Like it's not. Specific, but, um, I feel like you need your your pinky toe to stand and get balanced. But if you have that toe missing, you could probably still balance pretty good. That's fair. That's fair. I would have to say my mm, my right pinky. I don't need that. It just takes it just takes up space. <laughs> I was definitely going with a finger. A finger. I was gonna go with a pinky too. A pinky. All right. I mean, you like you said, it just takes up like space. You, you don't need, need all it. Your fingers go to grab things. That's oh, true. I feel like I could. I mean, yeah, we. I, I, I think I could get by without a pinky. Definitely go with a pinky. I mean, I don't want to lose anything. I don't pinky either. Is what I'm going <laughs> with. All right, Flash, you're up for a question. 
I did Google that one. I was Googling questions during the podcast <laughs> to try and find a question. What's the favorite uh, drink while hunting or fishing? Beverage of choice. You talking like after we get back to uh, like after you get back to camp, or are you bringing it with you? Anything. We'll do anything. All right. I'm gonna. Anything. I'm gonna go coffee. Black, I'm, black coffee. I'm gonna go with a nice cold Gatorade while you're sitting in the stand or something. I was on. Well, we'll let's have Connor go. Go ahead, Connor. I think I just gotta go with a good old H2O. I have a I have a Gatorade water bottle that I take with me absolutely everywhere because I just love my water that much. H2O stands for water. If and you were wondering, Nick. Like, Thanks. You just need water. That's a good one. Flash. Well, I I end it, or you would yeah, did coffee, you, yeah, you yeah, okay. Coffee. Um, I'm gonna have to go with some caffeine, some Mountain Dew. It's always good to have. It's a good one. All right, Connor, you're up for a question. Can come completely off the wall, random, whatever, hunting, fishing, whatever you want to do. Okay. Um. Uh, what is your favorite snack to bring hunting or fishing? I feel like that's probably we've been asked before. Nope, that one hasn't yet. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gardettos. What is what is that? It's like a it's like a trail mix type thing. It's got like pretzels, um, the this a, a combination it. of crackers. Yeah, I don't really know how to describe it either. Give it an old Google search and you'll see what I mean. Okay. Flash. I'm gonna go with some good old beef jerky. Donkey, your your answers are getting taken. Both, right out of I your was hands. thinking both of them. All right, have Connor go. I got to think of something now. No, it was his question. He answers last. Oh, his question. All right. Um. All right, we'll go with the candy line. I'm gonna go with some Sour Patch Kids. There we go. Connor. Okay. All right. I've got to say, so my uh, my girlfriend actually works at a popcorn store, and she gets me free popcorn. Ooh. And it's but it's like I get it for free. It's awesome popcorn, so I've got to say popcorn. That's a good one. Is it my turn? My no, you went with your que- your, yeah, question. Yeah, you went your question. question. Turn, yeah. Your turn for a question. All right, this is gonna be a really easy one, so I'm not gonna ask that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask favorite truck brand, but I'm not gonna do that. That's easy. All right, well you gotta have Connor answer. I don't know. All, all of ours are the same, so how about Connor? All right, yeah, that's my question. A fit your favorite truck brand, and you're right, up. I've got to answer first. Answer. Yep, you're up. This, this, this decides everything. Yeah, yeah. We're, this uh, might be ending here. <laughs> yeah, this could be the last one you're on. <laughs> um, I mean, personally, I haven't had that much experience with trucks, but my dad said a GMC, so I'll say GMC. That's fair. I thought you were gonna say Ford, and I was gonna say, "Come on, man." <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're we're all, we're all Chevy guys, so. Oh, go ahead. We're all Chevy guys. Respect the bow tie. Okay. okay, fair. Which is the same thing. A GMC is just a prettier version of the Chevy, so you can't you can't hate on a guy for liking GMC. So. My uh, we have an awful like like a four hundred thousand uh, kilometer Ford at our work. It's a work truck, and she like. She was leaking tranny fluid on the road the other day, but it's still running. Um, it's a beast, but it's it is awful. Like you can't take it on the highway. You can't go over like thirty. 
it, but it, it's still it's still alive. I don't know how it made it through winter. The battery always dies. You have to jump it. So. Yeah, it's a Ford, you know. <laughs> well, Connor, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time and calling in. Um, you so now we'll just do a we'll just do a round table here, and then I'll I'll actually keep you once we end this one, and we'll we'll talk a little bit off air here. So uh, we'll just go round table okay. here. Flash, you started out. You got anything to close with? Just keep it safe uh, like normal. Um, enjoy the outdoors too. About the same thing. Just if you're out riding, be safe and just be cautious of your surroundings and good luck fishing if you're out. Connor, you got anything to close with? And then I'll keep, like I said, once you're done here, I'll keep you on. Anything to close with? Just uh, be safe. Follow the, follow the law. You don't want to get your truck towed. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, 50, 55? 55 already. Man, we're just trucking along. And I've uh, made it on to 50, 53, 4, and 5. So I'm doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you're, you're doing good. <laughs> but yeah, guys, as always, keep an eye out on the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Check out our merch link on Instagram. And uh, give Connor a shout out. Oh, yeah, and Connor. Connor. Uh, you guys just listen to him this whole podcast. He's kind of partnering with us, as he mentioned in the beginning. He's uh, posting for us, and he can he can vouch for our, our merch and, and uh, the quality and, and stuff like that. So thanks again for tuning in. It is awesome. I, I wear your sweaters, like, all the time. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Free advertisement. <laughs> Well, you heard it from Connor. If you guys are cold and want a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or anything like that, check out the new designs. And uh, until next time, we'll get back to you.